are listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. Hi guys, welcome back to the Grow Together podcast. Hope you're well. And uh, today, really excited, we are joined by Anne Morello, and really excited to bring Anne onto the show today, who is a well-being and transformation coach, NLP master therapist, and there's a bunch of stuff with EFT, is that correct? Yeah. Yes, EFT, <laughs> awesome. And so today, guys, uh, we're going to be diving into Anne's story, her journey, but also doing some um, EFT. Yeah, podcast. we can give it a go. So <laughs> I'm really, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to that. So Anne, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's been a, <laughs> been a little while for, you know, to, to do this. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I know you don't like to talk about everything, like all, all the qualifications and kind of things that you do. But for those who don't know who you are, it'd be good to kind of get a little bit of context into what kind of what all those things are and just like start the journey of how you um, started to embrace this journey really and come to a, a point where you, you know, do do NLP, you do do EFT, you know, you do help people with well-being and transformation and yoga as well, you know. So yeah, um, kind of, I suppose if we start there. Um, okay. Um, would you like to start actually like before yoga, like kind of what, what brought all of that on? Yes, please. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, so, so I guess like if we kind of start at the real, like at the very, very beginning, um, I'd kind of have to go into like all the challenges that I faced when I was younger. So for example, like facing like this crippling anxiety and social anxiety, um, but I didn't even have a word for it. I didn't know what it was. Um, I don't think we were as emotionally literate then as we are now. Um, so I just kind of thought that I was just, um, I don't know, something was wrong with me, um, but I didn't really know what. Um, and then kind of um, embracing like alcohol as a social crutch and then the issues that come as a result of that. Um, uh, and then I suppose as well, like a lot of codependency in different types of relationships and kind of working through that. Um, uh, and I think that as a result of those issues and those challenges, I realized that I needed to do something to to sort myself out. And in fact, before before um, getting to yoga, um, I I met um, this woman from the Brahma Kumaris, and she used to do um, like positive thinking workshops, and that's kind of where it all started. And then that's how, how I was kind of introduced to yoga and yogic ideas. The really, really cool thing about um, learning yoga and doing the training like some 15 years back now is that it wasn't just like, because when, when, um, when you think of yoga, I think you kind of just think of asanas and people doing like gymnastics basically. And that's like, that's not really it. <laughs> that's right. not really it. Like the whole idea of getting into like the different postures is so that your body can be strong and relaxed when you're going to sit down to meditate. So like, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really know. Um, and it's about balance. So ha fa, uh, so ha means sun and fa means moon. So you're kind of bringing into balance, like masculine, feminine, um, reason intuition and all like these different polarities that we have and we kind of bring them all together into balance 
um, you sit down into meditation and you come into a sense of oneness. So when, when, I, when I learned about yoga, it wasn't just the asana and the breathing, the pranayama, which is like fundamental as well, but it was also the raja yoga, which was a, like the philosophical element as well and the science of the mind. Um, and just looking at these Hindu texts that were, you know, 5,000 more or less, 5,000 years old. I mean, there's debate about that and going into what it, what it is and understanding your mind. And that was, that was so, so cool and so illuminating. Um, but it was just, that, that was literally just the beginning. So, and so, I mean, kind of two things there is one around the positive thinking. Um, mm. I don't know if you've kind of seen this, but like there's maybe a stigma of just like think positive, you know, type of thing. So I wondered, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wondered if when you then came across those workshops, if you thought it was just one of the, like one of those things where people just think positive, like I'm interested in your, I suppose your perception or like, whatever it is when you first came across them because I think there is that kind of stigma attached to it. like I swear the people I used to hang out with think I'm like a motivation <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> right I think like I'm a, a motivation type guy or something you know and it's like there's yeah. definitely more more to it so I'm really interested to like yeah. touch on that bit you know so um remember this was 15 years back yeah, yeah. so 15 years back like this this whole like social media wasn't even really a thing back then yeah like I don't think I was even on Facebook no. Instagram wasn't even like you know hadn't even been thought about I don't think um so it was really new um and it wasn't like that at all it wasn't like this toxic positivity that's being pushed on people like hey you feel shit but you know what like you better think positive anyway it wasn't like that at all um, and then just to kind of fast forward to the EFT, that's what's so fantastic about it, that you start where you are. You start with, you know what, even though I feel whatever it is, and you, could, and you can just be as honest as just whatever's true to you. So if you want to say, like, I, I feel awful, or I feel um, like this person has, like, I don't know, like stabbed me in the back. So you'd actually go with, even though this person has stabbed me in the back, I completely, um, I completely and deeply accept these feelings and I accept myself. So even though you've got that, that's cool. Like you, and it begins that separation between your thoughts and your feelings and you. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does for sure. Yeah. So it's like, the, like you are not your thoughts and you're not your feelings. Yeah. Like just because you're feeling bad or because your thoughts are all over the place, that doesn't have an impact. That doesn't mean that you're less than in any way shape or form and that that's like the beginning of a kind of resolution process that that occurs and i think it's really beautiful uh, yeah for sure i mean and we'll come on to that in, in just a bit like the whole eft and everything um mm. i did want to touch upon yoga though because that was mm. something that just just when you were talking about it there like really interested I suppose for me, you know, it's kind of you think that, like you say, yoga is just the, you know, kind of like the the moves or whatever it is. And so, yeah, yeah. could you like talk more about that? I mean, you touched upon it before, but like kind of go a little, little yeah, bit more, get sure. more deeper into that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, for example, like if you just take the word yoga anyway, and you just look at the word, it comes from the Sanskrit um, root that's called uh, that root yuk which means to yoke or to bring together. So again, it's that sense of you connecting with something bigger. So it's about the individual consciousness connecting with a universal consciousness. And I mean, 
I don't know, like you can you can call that energy whatever you want. Some people call it God, some people call it nature, some people um, call it universal consciousness or cosmic consciousness, whatever it is. Um, but there's this sense that, that we are, I don't know if you've heard this quote by Rumi, but that, so this is it. <laughs> so Rumi says that you are not a drop in the ocean, you're the entire ocean in a drop. So yoga is the experience of that which is, you know, it's a lot more profound than these gymnastics, you know, mm. and these like poses and, hey, I'm going to do the split here. And yeah, that's, you know, that's beautiful and, and it looks great. But it's kind of also, I think, misleading because anyone can do yoga. You know, anyone can have that connection and it doesn't matter what your body is like. It doesn't matter what, you know, what shape your body's in. And it kind of is very much in line with the principles of accessible yoga. So, you know, like teaching older, older students, um, students who have different abilities or, you know, who, who are not able to move in the same kind of way. Um, and you can still do yoga. Like you can do yoga on a bed, like lying down, like, you know. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Then, so how does one. So so if one right now, a listener or, or whoever it is, is thinking like, like yoga was just the moves type of things and they want to practice yoga, like how mm -hmm. does that look like? Is it like the moves and the poses and then more than, then well, more than that? So how, how do they practice so, it? So for, like, I'm trained in integral yoga. So what, what that means is that it kind of like blends the different branches. So you've got, for example, like you've got Hatha yoga, which is the physical element. You've got bhakti yoga, which is the devotional element. You've got a little bit of raj yoga, which is the philosophical or the spiritual element. And there's loads of other types. There's yana yoga, which is to do with um, the intellect and using the intellect. There's karma yoga, which is doing um, uh, selfless service. So, for example, like for, for many, many years, I volunteered at a center here in Gibraltar. And, you know, we, we wouldn't get paid. So we'd, you know, students would leave a donation, suggested donation, we'd cover the costs, the running costs for the center, everything else went to charity. So that in and of itself is an act of karma yoga, um, you know, and giving up of your time to help other people. Um, but the good thing about integral yoga is that you're bringing in all those different branches. So it begins with chanting and chanting like might weird people out a whole load because like I remember for me, like the first time I was like, what the hell, you know? And I was like, you know, like this small child, like giggling at the back, like, oh, it sounds so silly because of these Sanskrit mantra, mantras. But you know what? Like, I love, love, love the mantras now. And I, and I love them very, very quickly, um, to be honest. Like, I, I did fall in love with them very, very quickly. But interestingly, if you actually look at the science behind it, so extended vowel sounds, um, tone, the vagus nerve, uh, and I don't know if you've heard of the vagus nerve or vagal tone, but it's kind of like all the rage in, in yoga research right now and why it works. So, um, yeah, so like these extended vowel sounds. So if you're going oh, or whatever it is, you know, that actually helps to calm you down and it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest response. And it just like it totally chills you out and it brings you into a different state so that then and it's all, you know, the, the whole of the class, the way that it's kind of put together and structured is so that 
by the end of it, like you've done the movements and the movements as well are very much like focused on activating that parasympathetic nervous system and also like making sure that the body is strong and healthy because you can't like sit down for an extended period of time if the body is not strong, like you can't. And you know, anyway, so I'll, I'll move on a little bit from that. Um, but it's all geared up to you being able to sit down in meditation and notice that you are the entire ocean in a drop. So you'd go, so you'd begin with your, with your chanting, a little bit of breathing um, and the pranayama, like the breathing exercises, like it's really interesting how it's, <laughs> how this wisdom, you know, was almost kind of lost, um, but, but the research is bringing it back and making it relevant again. So usually like you'd inhale, like, um, so it's, you inhale for a ratio of one and you exhale to a ratio of two, if that makes sense. It's a ratio of one to two. So if you inhale for three, you exhale for six. Uh, and again, the research shows that when you exhale for longer than you inhale, you activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And when you do deep diaphragmatic breathing, you are again toning that vagus nerve, which is fascinating because how on earth did they even know about that, you know, 5,000 years ago? It's so cool. <laughs> it I, is. I, lo I love it. I love when spirituality and science like just meet. Um, yeah. For sure. And so kind of on that love and passion for it, was that something like when you were younger that you always wanted to do or, or was it coming or was it when you came across like so started to come across the, the positive thinking workshops? Like what did you want to do like, you know, when you were younger and and how does that, I suppose, compare to, to what in a way to what you do right now, ultimately? Truthfully and honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was younger. And like yoga wasn't very well known at the time either. Uh, it definitely wasn't like, you know, as mainstream as, as it is now at all. Um, so just, I'm just trying to think of when, when I started. So it would have been like in maybe 2005. Um, nice. Yeah, 2005. So yeah, it, well, I mean, there was a, a fair following at the time, but it, no way near as popular as what it is now. And so I started with the positive thinking, then started taking some yoga classes and really, really enjoyed them. And I'd come from a place where I felt like I'd kind of hit rock bottom as a result of all these issues with codependency and whatnot. Um, and one of the instructors said, you know what, there's a training going on now. Why don't you ask the course leader whether you can get on the course? And I was like, okay. So I did. And I was uh, I was allowed to start the course even though it was a little late but she let me on and that was it then after that mm. after that I've just done course after course after course um and it's been it's always fascinating and I've referenced um accessible yoga that was the latest one that I did back in November but it's it's just cool it's so cool like to see how how things are changing and shifting and I think it's important also to keep training and to keep your your practice as up to date and current as possible you mentioned they're not as popular, um, mm. you know, and so I'm really, in, in your opinion, why do you think like now it's, or, in, you know, in the last two to three years or maybe earlier, you know, it's starting to like, you know, kind of um, become, like you say, more mainstream and more popular. Why do you think that is? Um, I think people are ready for it now. Ready, yeah. I think, you know, like young people are just, just so different and just light years ahead like if I think about like young people now and if I compare what I was like 20 years back I was like my goodness like you can't you there's no there's no comparison people are just like 
so much more open-minded now, like even, even older people as well, and just ready to embrace something different. But that's from my experience. That's what I can see. Just people are open, much more open to it. And I think also with, with all the different people who have kind of been um, training and then they kind of start their own path in teaching, well, they kind of just just begin to open out to more and more people. And, and I suppose that's the way that, I don't know, it's become more popular now, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Um, I, and for me, like, it's only, a, you know, if it's yoga or just like personal development for self-improvement in mm. general, um, that's only a good thing, ultimately. Moving on to EFT then, um, talk us talk us through yeah. that. And um, I think kind of you wanted to, uh, ask me some questions or kind of around it or oh it would be like practice to do, to do something yes. it would be cool to do something live if you were up for it yes for um, sure okay. so um so, yeah if you, if you talk us through it first and then um I'd be interested to see what kind of uh practice uh needs to get me involved I'm, I'm open for it so it'd be interesting <laughs> okay so i'll start with my usual disclaimer it looks like a load of bollocks, okay? Because you're literally like just tapping on different places. And, and so it looks like really weird, but I swear like it works. Like it's, it's so, so effective. And I, I absolutely love it. And used it with really sharp cases and it, it works every time. Um, usually I'd use it in combination or in conjunction with other techniques too. But, you know, altogether, it just works really, really well. So um, it's kind of, it, I would say that it's psychological acupuncture. So you, you begin with your setup statement, which is um, essentially acknowledging where you are in the here and now. And you might be thinking something like, you know what, like, I feel like shit, this is shit. So you can just go ahead and go, even though this is shit right now, and just whatever is true for you. Because if you don't, if you're kind of going, yeah, it's okay, or, you know, if you, if you kind of have that toxic positivity of you need to repress your emotions and you can't validate them, it just creates internal resistance. And if there's resistance, forget it. There's no way that you're going to be able to, to process it. So, um, okay, I'll just take you through some of the points. So, like, you'd start here on the karate chop point, uh, and this is where you've got your setup statements. Then you'd go, like, to your head, yeah? looking weird <laughs> and then there's a point at the beginning of the beginning of your eyebrow right there and so you okay. tap there there's another on the side of the eye um under the eye under the nose uh chin collarbones chest um one like under your arm so you okay. kind of hit like this uh, so yeah <laughs> um, affectionately known as a monkey <laughs> and then there's different points on your fingers there are others too but these are the main ones and you'd go to the outside of your fingers. So always tapping on the outside. And you kind of have to look and see like where your half moon is, you know, like mm -hmm. on your nails. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the point. So you'd go from finger to finger like that. Right. And then, so um, your pinky and your ring finger. So right over there, you've kind of got a ridge. And then you tap yeah. there, what's known as the gamut point. And this is like a powerhouse, like this one and this one are like really, um, you know, powerful points to use. Uh, and then you'd go ahead and do it again. And that's one round. So that's what it looks like. You're literally just tapping. So, and you do it while talking all the time. So you can do it on yourself and it is effective. But I find usually that if I've got somebody leading me through the process, or if I'm leading someone through the process, that actually it's more effective. 
Um, and it's it's interesting because I could like, you know, you could say to me like, oh, I'm experiencing this problem. I'm really stressed or I'm really fearful um, with what's going on at the moment. And I might give you some advice um, about, you know, you could maybe take it on board or, or yeah. not. But it's so much more powerful if I say it while we're tapping and keeping going round, and then you repeat it after me. And that's what, how, how EFT is structured. So I say something and then the other person repeats it um, as we're tapping through all the points. So um, in terms of, of the science, it's, it's really interesting because as you're tapping on these different acupressure points, what, what's going on is that your, your limbic system, so your fight or flight response, your parasympathetic nervous system is switched off and it switches on the, sorry, the sympathetic nervous system is switched off and your parasympathetic system, your rest and digest response is activated. It also um, impacts on hormone levels. So your cortisol, which if you're, if you're in a, a state of stress, anger, or any kind of heightened negative state, you're gonna have high cortisol. Um, so that would come down. And then serotonin, the happy hormone, those levels are boosted. So there's, there's a balance that, that's going on there. So, so stress hormone coming down, and then you've got your serotonin coming up. And, and it does, it completely changes the way, the way that you're feeling. Um, but of course, like you kind of need to, there needs to be um, some kind of, well, you can do it when you're, when you're calm as well. But, but normally it's when you're feeling some kind of agitation or fear or some kind of uncomfortable feeling that you need to work through. Um, and there's lots of different techniques that, that you can use as well and that you can incorporate into it. But yeah, like when, when you're bringing to mind like that, um, uncomfortable, it could be a memory or it could be something in the present by, by tapping on the different points as you're getting this shift and this recode, um, you're kind of like your, your, the hippocampus is recording that memory or that trigger in, in a way where you're not feeling the stress response. So you're feeling that it's no longer uh, something that is depriving you of safety. So it's later on, if you were to experience something similar again, you wouldn't have the same response. So yeah, there's a lot of research um, that's been done on this as well. So, I mean, if people are interested, they can go on the EFT International website and check it out. Um, there's some really, really interesting stuff on there. So before, you know, I'm up for running through this with you, but before mm -hmm. we do, I know, uh, a little bit in terms of what NLP is and, and, mm. and everything. And I know there's a few techniques with like certain memories and forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, so with certain memories, the ones that maybe are more negative are quite big and bright and everything, yeah? And so if people kind of try and make them dark and smaller, you know, obviously in our minds and then push them away, that kind of helps, mm. is, is that correct? There's, so there's different techniques that you can use, but essentially like whenever you're experiencing something intensely, that's when it's big, that's when it's, big, that's when it's moving um, and, and in color and it'll be up close to you. So um, we always use like, um, we always use a scale. So um, from one to 10, 10 being the most intense and one or zero, zero being non-existent. So, um, for example, I'm just going to go to stress, like just imagining like exam stress, for example. And the first thing to figure out 
is what are you seeing and what are you hearing? So the coding for the brain is the senses. So your visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. But for you to feel something, you need to be visualizing something. So you need to have something visual, your B. And usually there's some kind of internal dialogue, your A. And we always say like B plus A equals K. K is what you're feeling. Or we would say B plus A equals K or your pH, like physiology, the way that you're holding yourself equals K. So sometimes if you might feel like you're in a bit of a funk or if you're feeling anxious, um, I know I know of clients who, who would like literally like hold themselves in a ball. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, open up, you know, change, change the way that, that you're holding yourself and then go into some other techniques. So yeah, like, ju- like what you said, like, so for example, in the example, in in the instance of someone who's feeling exam stress and they're imagining themselves getting the results and um, failing. They, they were seeing those pictures larger than yeah. life, um, <laughs> in full color, moving. They were associated into the image as well. So in order to kind of bring that down, we'd say, okay, so shrink down the image, make it a still image, make it black and white, um, as opposed to having it in the center. Um, yeah, of, yeah, so bring it down to the side, shrink it down, um, and then you can push it away. That's it. Yeah, and I'm, very, I'm very quickly, yeah, so very, very quickly, that's going to impact on, on your state of being. And, and I'm just thinking back to like a recent workshop that I did on exam stress. And um, I remember, I think it was, it was about four different people and they were like either at an eight or at a 10. And after doing that, um, three of them went down to two or three. Wow. And then with the other one, I was like, okay, I'll bet what's driving your stress is the auditory, the internal voice. So you're not really seeing something as much as hearing. And he's, he's like, yeah, what I'm hearing is I'm a failure. I'm this. Like, okay, well, then what we need to do is recode your internal voice. So, Makes you know, sense. like yeah, it, yeah. it's just kind of knowing like how to combine the different techniques. Um, and for for internal voice, like you can use havening or you could use EFT as well. So you could okay. go with, um, you know, even though I feel like I'm not good enough or, and then kind of going around and, and exploring that. So, yeah, that's one of the things that we would do for NLP. And that kind of works in the moment. But there's, you know, so that's kind of to, to get rid of the, the negative. But there's tons of other things that you can bring in as well. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So, so that works alongside the EFT or it can do. For me, yes. For you. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. It would go. It works alongside the EFT. Also, like a lot of trance work for for mm. um, NLP, which is kind of like meditation, like a or like a guided meditation or a guided visualization, um, and the havening as well. One one final question before we dive into to doing this uh, EFT. It's quite clear that you're like really passionate about what you do, and so there's a lot of lot of listeners and a lot of people in the community in that that are maybe trying to like figure out kind of what they want to do ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so from, you know, you like everything that you've been through and like now, you know, it's quite clear, like really passionate about your work and, uh, and everything. What would be like some words of encouragement or some thoughts that you would share with them to help them to find something that actually they love to do as much as you quite clearly love to do what you do. Follow your fascination. <laughs> so just follow what you love, do what mm-hmm. you love and and then just get really good at it <laughs> yes for sure so train that. up train up train up train up and keep learning get good at it 
and put, you know, and also just have, um, I think also have the self-confidence to put yourself out there yeah. because it's tough. You know that <laughs> it's, it's tough sure. to kind of <laughs> to put yourself out there and you're like, oh, what are people going to say? And yeah, there's actually there's um, there's a great um, quote by Brene Brown. Um, and, and she says that, you know, if, and she experienced like a lot. Do you know Brene Brown? Yes, I've heard. Yeah. 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 So she is like vulnerability queen. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, she says that unless um, people are also in the arena like her, she doesn't really, she doesn't care about the feedback or criticism. And that was her way of kind of dealing with it. Unless you are also in the arena getting your ass kicked, I don't really care. I don't have time for, for your feedback. Yeah. So, yeah. So just put yourself out there and put yourself in the arena uh, and get to know other people in the arena too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that. Awesome. So let's dive into... Um, this EFT then really fascinated by it so um yeah, yeah. okay so so we we need we need an issue <laughs> an issue <laughs> so let's bring okay. let's bring up an issue last issue or challenge that I faced was with people that I used to hang around and very mm-hmm. so very different to what I was in the sense that you know I'm never been interested in traditional young people things right so clubbing drinking all of that but they were. And so there was kind of like, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, that's it. there was kind of like this pressure, I suppose, for me <laughs> to kind of do, do like do those things. And actually at the time when I was just starting to build my business and that, and you know, which led to, I, went, I mean, I was already experienced anxiety in that because I hated my job, like hated mm. it. So, um, but then that kind of added to anxiety. Um, and then I fell into like depression in that. Um, mm. So yeah, let's, let's kind of, uh, that's a past challenge and issue that, that I faced. Um, and because of that, I also grew up with them, you know, so yeah, I knew, I knew them for. Okay, can I just get clear on this? So was was the anxiety that you were feeling driven by the pressure to, to conform to what they wanted to do? Was um, the anxiety there because you just generally were not conforming anyway? I think maybe like the, the second one. Okay. I think the, the, so... So the anxiety was there because so so the anxiety was there actually from my in a way like my own thoughts of like am I not normal like they all do do, do this thing like it's not necessarily my thing like what's my purpose uh, which then kind of compounded because you know I hated, hated my job and obviously work is such a huge part of kind of our our life you know and so you kind of had yeah. that thing in, in personal life there and kind of career and kind of thing here so. So was the, the main thing then like that anxiety? Okay, so if you had to scale it from um, one to 10, how intense, well, how Nine. intense, are you still feeling it now? Is um, it still like niggling on you now? Because it kind of needs to be alive now. Now, so, then- so, so, I mean, I probably now still like, so I've, I think, so I feel like I'm mostly over it, but I still think there's yeah. still like that little bit where it's kind of like what if type of thing, like the back of my mind. Uh, like yeah. because you know it would have been awesome to you know still hang out with them and, and everything but we're just on different paths yeah. ultimately so ultimately like yeah. I had to, to accept that but um I think you know there's still kind of that, that little bit of like what if kind of thing right now that sometimes did, did you feel, feel like you were missing out a, a bit potentially yeah. so so what would it be now even if you're kind of like asking yourself like these these you know like you're kind of over it um yeah. but when it does creep back into your mind so, How, so I think, like, a scale yeah. of one to ten. 
So at the time, yeah, like, like I said, it was about probably like nine, like 9.5, something like that. So really high. Um, now, I love how people go into 0.5s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people know like, it's not quite a 10. Um, and so now when it comes up, I mean, it's, pr- it's probably like a two or three. So it's, you know. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like, like, Just like a little bit. Like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I'm not sure if this will work, but um, but um, yeah. So that that's probably like the main thing, like in terms of the main challenge. So, ready? Let's do this. Okay. So we start here. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So just go ahead and, and tap right there. I'm just putting my arm up so that you can see. You can just yeah, put it at a comfortable sure. place. Okay. So even though you repeat after me, yeah? I, I, <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. Even though. <laughs> I was feeling anxiety at a 9.5 back then. I was feeling at... Uh, I, was feeling I, was feeling anxiety. Anxiety. I was feeling anxiety at a 9.5 back then. But it's kind of a 2 or 3 now. But it's kind of a two or a three now. But when I think about car, it spikes to an eight or a nine. When I think about car, it spikes to an eight or a nine. Completely and deeply approve of myself and my feelings. I completely. And deeply. And deeply. <laughs> approve of myself and my feelings. Approve of myself and my feelings. This anxiety. This anxiety. That usually hangs out at a two or three. That usually hangs out at a two or a three. That can go as high as an eight or nine. That can go as as high as an eight or nine. I love and respect fully and completely. I love and respect fully and completely. This anxiety that comes up from time to time. This anxiety that comes up from time to time. Even though it's a bit of a pain. Even though it's a bit of a pain. I love it fully and completely, and I accept myself. I love it fully and completely, and I accept myself. Okay, so we're going to explore it now a little bit. Okay, so this anxiety that came about... um, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. This anxiety that came about... When I kind of felt pressure to be drinking and clubbing. When I felt pressured to be drinking and clubbing even though I didn't really want to because I'm not that's not the the sort of person I am even though I didn't really want to because that's not the sort of person I am got me questioning myself got me questioning myself am I normal am I normal (laughs) is there something wrong with me is there something wrong with me Because I don't want to be doing the same thing as my friends. Because I don't want to be doing the same thing as my friends. That anxiety. That anxiety. Got me questioning my purpose. Got me questioning my purpose. But it's all good, really. But it's all good, really. Because in a way. Because in a way. As a result of those feelings of conflict. Because of, of a result of those feelings of conflict. I managed to figure out. I managed to figure out. What I actually did want to do. What I actually did want to do. And what was right for me. And what was right for me. And ultimately what that signals. And ultimately what that signals. Is my strength of character. So going to here. 
the outside of the thumb. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately what that signals is my strength of character. So ultimately what that signals is my strength of character. The fact that I am a leader, not a follower. The fact I am a leader and not a follower. And these experiences. And these experiences. Serve to highlight that for me. Serve to highlight that for me. Because these are my friends. They were your friends, right? Or they are your friends. <laughs> so, so let's just say that I don't hang out with them anymore. Um, but yeah. if, but like, if you know something serious happened, then okay. So, so then we'll say because I okay because I used to okay because I used to hang out with them. So because I used to yeah. hang out with them. But I chose. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> but I chose. I chose something different. I chose something different. I chose to follow my path. I chose to follow my path. I feel proud that I followed my path. And I feel proud I followed my path. Does that feel right? Like to say that? Like, do you feel yeah, proud? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just checking in to see what resonates as well. Yeah. Because I don't want to be going off on, on one thing that actually doesn't make sense to you at all. Um, and does that, did it make sense to say as well that it kind of like the fact that you didn't follow and that you stayed true to yourself, that that is testament to your strength of character? For sure, yeah. and I think that was something that for a long time was part of like the, like the struggles, kind of like, do I go this way or kind of that way? Um, yeah. And I think actually like, so I read the book by Tony Robbins, where I actually spoke about kind of the, the NLP stuff a little bit. I think it's called like uh -huh. Awaken the Giant Within. Um, then he oh, spoke yeah, about so. like things like life values and that, and then that also like really helped yeah. with that, because that was one of the first personal development books that I read, so. Yeah. Um, and had you had you seen it that way for yourself as well that you're actually like you're a leader like not a follower had you framed it in that way for yourself before or? so as i've went on in my journey um mm -hmm. yeah but like again back then it was like no you know so it's only been like through that personal development and self-improvement that then yeah yeah it's interesting we'll start we'll get into this again it's interesting it's interesting how situations um or how we can see situations so differently how we can see situations so differently when we're not in them when we're not in them that's true yeah when a, when a little bit of time passes when a little bit of time passes we're able to gain perspective we're able to gain perspective which is a wonderful thing <laughs> which is a wonderful thing so looking back on car I don't so looking know what back happened on, here. <laughs> oh, so looking back on car. I realize from this perspective now. I realize from this perspective now. That I was just doing my thing, being true to myself and to my values. I was just doing my thing, being true to myself and my values. Despite the fact that it may have caused conflict with others. Despite the fact it may have caused conflict with others whose values were different. Whose values were different. That's all it was. I'm going back here. That's all it was. A clash of values. A clash of values. Rather than a clash of people. Rather than a clash of people. Is there any kind of, um, is there anything else that comes up at the moment? Like that, that's not like anxiety? Is there anger? Is there um back then yeah now no now yeah no okay no. so there's no. no anger now no is there any okay i'm here okay so yeah let's go back here 
Uh, take a deep breath in to the count of seven, just counting yourself. So deep breath in for seven. And as you exhale, exhale to the count of 11. And then I want you to repeat two more times, inhaling for seven and exhaling for 11. And then just tune back in to, we can, we can do anxiety generally, or we can go to car and just tune back into whatever it is um, you, you're feeling. Is there anxiety when you think back to that memory now? No, actually, if I think about it, no, it's more, so with the work that I've, so like I said, kind of done over my personal development journey, I think this also is, is kind of then, I'm not going to say like the, like the final thing this helped because you never know what's going to happen in the future, but I feel like this is kind of just confirmed, you know, all, mm -hmm. everything else that I've learned um, and it's actually been really helpful. So yes, yeah, there's no real anxiety there now. So you'd think. say that it's down to a zero, one? Yeah, yeah. Zero, well, one, yeah. zero, yeah. Okay, okay, right. So, like, literally, I don't know how long we've done this for, and I don't, and yeah, usually I'd ask for some more details as well to be able to really, like, to have a really good understanding, but you can do it content-free as well. Like, I've had no idea what happened with Car. I'm just kind of, like, guessing that it was a conflict of values and just kind of intuiting that. Was that it? Or? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So... You know, you, you can kind of figure things out. And what, what tends to happen sometimes, like, for example, like you like you say, you've done a lot of personal work on, the, on personal development. So you can probably like shift that pretty quickly. But if this was something, if, if it was a live issue, mm. what you usually have is a cognitive shift that happens. So we might be tapping on anxiety, but then your anxiety goes down to zero or one, but you get anger on a nine or whatever. Like right. actually now I'm angry. So then what you do is you tap on the anger. Makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. So you tap on, you tap on the anger. Uh, and then after the anger, usually what rears its head is sadness. So you have like these different emotions that keep, it, they kind of step forward and they go, Hey, acknowledge me. You know, like I, th this is an, uh, yeah. Um, it's really interesting, and I often use the analogy of the, um, you know, the Scooby Doo villains. Yes. How they, how they're usually wearing masks. Yes. And you think that what you have is this anger or whatever, and sure, you do have it. But when you kind of look into it a little more and you remove the mask, it's like, hey, actually, it's sadness or mm. it's grief or whatever it is, and and that's the underlying issue. So like, it's really, really wonderful work. And normally I do it with some lovely theta music as well, which right. calms you right down. Um, but you can see that this does work even like via Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yes. thanks for <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, you know, and so just for our listeners, like the situation that happened, it just happened that I was in my car. All right. So, you know, it just happened like, so it just kind of, you know, that is just the, when, when, when you said like a code word, it's just like the first thing that came to me. But um, that was awesome. And um, yeah, thank you for kind of walking us through that. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pre I'm really enjoying, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the chat and the, the conversation and just being able to put this out of there because people can. It's so easy to do this yourself as well. Like yeah. just kind of go through that process and just see what comes up. And it's, it's really helpful, you know? Yeah, for sure. So like you say, do you think it's more powerful if there's somebody with 
you know, if, yeah. if one of our listeners yeah. who kind of was going to try this themselves, if they did have a trusted loved one to kind of do it with, or or maybe even yourself, um, like reach out no, to you. I, I, yeah, I I definitely get get somebody who's trained in it trained. To, to do it with you. Like you can do it to yourself. Okay, so, like, so, so, so either really to yourself. Too much, you can do right. it to yourself. Yeah, but yeah. don't get someone who doesn't know how to do it. Okay, like, so either to yourself or way, to like, reach out to. Yeah, yeah, like reach out to somebody who who does um, do this. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Um, so if we dive into some, I don't know if you're having like final thoughts or words of inspiration for our listeners um, to help them with kind of uh, things that we've discussed today. Oh, I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Say something inspirational. Um, well, I think there's just, there's just so many tools out there that you can use. And this is a really challenging time now. So, you know, um, just look into, look into these different modalities and yeah and just don't be afraid to just reach out to people or you know even if you've got any questions like I'm really happy like to to answer any questions or whatever so l- look into look into these modalities and reach out That's for all. sure um and I know coming up you're going to be doing some training in the Grace Gabber community as well I believe um so I'm really looking forward yeah. to that um so guys I'll put links down in the description so you kind of kind of um you know check that out the, the community in that that Anne's going to, going to be doing some stuff um yeah if people do want to reach out where where's the best place the best place i'd say is instagram so um, my handle is at anne.marie.morello so yeah you can you can find me on there awesome um <laughs> and thank you so much for joining me today thank you have no a great worries. day. <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, I will be back next week with another Grow Together community member as uh, we dive into their story and, and their journey so far. Please check out the links if you like what Anne spoke about today. And yeah, hit her up on Instagram next week. So I will look forward to seeing, seeing you guys then. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of the Grow Together podcast. The Grow Together podcast is available every Thursday as I bring on an interview our community members here at Grow Together. If you would like to learn more about Grow Together, then head on over to our website, which is growtogethernetwork.com. That is growtogethernetwork.com. The two guys is the number two. So just pointing that out, so it's growtogethernetwork.com, where you can pick up our free personal growth plan workbook, learn more about our community and get access to a wide range of other content via our community blog. With that said, guys, have a great day.